on the network, right? Mm-hmm. making me log in to Facebook. I don't oh, there get it that. You got it? Yeah, just popped up. Alright. Let's wait to see her. I don't get why it's making me log in again. about seven months ago what does that even mean bro <laughs> that's weird I don't need it anyway I'll just read the comments from over from the page public right should be yes sir Should be able to tag you guys too. Um, this should be good. I shared it. Yeah, I think yeah. Phil did too. Yep. Also sent I sent the link to different areas that we're good. Yo, what's up, George? Okay, showboat. Showboat. <laughs> content. I like his content. I like it. I, like it. <laughs> I know, Brandon. Phil don't got the beanie yet. I don't know what, how to feel. <laughs> He's got the goatee lined up all nice, too. Phil looks like he just stepped out the shop this afternoon. Hey, Super Bowl. We, we got to pull all the stops. <laughs> all right, man. Showboat. <laughs> Content. I like All right, man. We are back. What's good, everybody? Um, welcome to IBT Sports Podcast. We back. Hitting y'all with some more content again. Being consistent. Holding to our word. I hope everybody can hear me. If the audio is messed up or anything's messed up, let me know. Um, yo, Light, what's good with y'all? How y'all been? What's good, Kenny? What's good, Phil? Pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Shout out to Neil. We missed you. He's feeling under the weather, but you know, 
We got to get this thing going without him. Yes, sir. That man today. <laughs> All right, so what did y'all, what was the take from, uh, from last week? We obviously, we obviously talked about it, but we got to let it sit in a little bit more that Tom Brady's going to yet another Super Bowl. Um, I've come into terms with it a little bit easier, but it's I'm kind of mad because he's doing it in the NFC South. Um, so how y'all feeling that Tom Brady's going back and it's going to be pretty much baby goat against the goat? I mean, it's just, like you said, we talked about it last week, but after sitting with it for a week, it's like, this man has really gone to 10 Super Bowls. Like, that is really unheard. We're not going to see anything like this ever again. Like, yep. I mean, Mahomes is great, and I think he's going to be great. But 10 Super Bowls, I really just think that we just have to appreciate greatness because I'm not sure we're going to see anything like this ever again. No, we're not. When generation type talent. And a lot of people are upset about it, but it's just the way the NFL works nowadays. Well, until maybe a year or two. Who knows if we'll even go to the 11th or 12th, but we just got to enjoy it in the moment while we can because years from now, we'll be wondering and telling our grandkids about this. Well, I think the most impressive thing about it is, like, I wouldn't even say he's a generational talent, quote-unquote, like, because, like, he doesn't have this the is about arm, being like, a, it's just being This is being a winner. Right, that's what I'm saying. Day. Like, this guy, he's just, right, he, he just finds ways to win the game. Like, he's not the most athletic he doesn't have the biggest arm, but he knows what to do in the right moment. Like we're just, it's his world, and we're all just living in it. It may it may deflate a lot of people, but he knows how to get it done. Oh yeah, good choice of words. <laughs> he said he said uh, George said LeBron of the NFL. Some people would disagree. They say because LeBron lost so much that Brady would be Jordan. So that's what they would say. They're going, but those not- people are idiots. <laughs> This greatness, man. Um, but what we what we got, man? What we got, Phil? As far as this, what we looking at for this episode? Um, I've been, I was really excited for this episode, um, even though I was a late, a little late on doing uh, the stats behind the the players that we're gonna be picking today. But um, where we where do you want to start today? Um, let's see. I think we could start off a little a light topic of um, on Facebook. We saw um, our our homie and friend Chris Simmons do a lineup thing where you got to set up your own lineup of basically if you had to pick a couple players from your favorite team a quarterback from your favorite team two wide receivers well we're going to adjust it we're going to do two running backs and two receivers and also a tight mm-hmm. end and see who, who out of the three of us would have the best lineup and you guys in the chat and comments can see who which which team would you rather rock with out of me Lawrence and Kenny so I don't know who wants to start off but go at once Kenny, you want to go first? I guess I'll go first. I know the the Saints team will be better than the Falcons team all time, regardless. So you wish, you wish. I'll let you. I'll let you. One position. I'll let you. One position. One position. (laughs) All right, now you're just saying anything. Now, go ahead. Go Uh, ahead, though. I'll start off with uh, receiver because I feel like it's fairly obvious. You got to go Julio Jones and Roddy White. I mean, Mm -hmm. people might say, "Oh, recency bias," but there's nobody that's suited up for the Falcons that are better than those two. And the fact that I got to watch them play on the same field together is just a blessing. Like, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, tight end, I'm going with Tony G. We had mm-hmm. him towards the tail end of his career, but he still was a Hall of Famer when he was in Atlanta. Um, LG Crumpler was a close second, but I'm going with Tony G. Mm-hmm. Um, running backs, I'm going with Michael Turner and Warwick Dunn. 
People Ooh. might say, you didn't pick Michael Jamal Turner. Anderson, the Dirty Bird. You didn't pick Devontae Freeman. No, no, I did not. Because Warwick Dunn is a Hall of Famer as well. And again, we got mm-hmm. to the tail end of his career, but he was still a Hall of Fame running back with the Falcons. And Michael Turner, I just recently looked it up. He had 60 touchdowns in his career with the Falcons. Yeah, he, nah, he was he was a he was a problem. He was a problem. He was a problem. Like, like the, his his last year was just so bad that people forget how good his peak was with the Falcons. Like mm-hmm. he he was a phenomenal running back for the Falcons and he needs to get his flowers. Uh and then at quarterback, I'm probably gonna be controversial here because there's a lot of people that are just casual fans, and we all know they would say Mike Vick, and they would be a hundred percent wrong. The answer to the question of who the best quarterback in Falcons franchise history is Matt Ryan. He holds every record except for any QB rushing record. If you say Mike Vick, you're just a prisoner of, I love playing Madden and I love watching the guys run around the field. Matt Ryan is the best quarterback to ever wear an Atlanta Falcon uniform. Woo. Okay. All right. Um, If you're just tuning in, welcome to IBT sports uh, podcast, powered, sponsored, um, finessed by IBT network. Um, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, I got my boy Kenny and Phil with me today. Neil's not here today. Um, so we won't hear a bunch of stats and a bunch of yelling and a bunch of just emotional, uh, outrageous. Um, so we're going to miss him, but he, he will definitely be back next week. Um, but here we're just talking about, um, our favorite teams and their all to our, our personal all time favorite teams of our favorite teams. Uh, Kenny just went with the, the Falcons, um, and I'm going to go next, and then I'm going to leave the, the champion squad uh, to go last because had, they've had some dogs over there and everything too. But uh, for the Saints, uh, I'm going to start off with the obvious Drew Brees. He just got done, um, leads the league, well, leads the, the league in almost every category. Or he's either leading it or he's in top two or top three. Um, he's had a phenomenal career. Um, sad to see him go, but glad to see him go at the same time because we need some new, we need some some freshness in in New Orleans. Um, and going from there, I'm gonna go to the tight end tight end position. This guy dominated um, from about 2010 to do 2013 before he wanted receiver money, and he bumped and he bumped his head. He was ahead of his time. All he had to do was just wait it out one or two more years, and he would have got the money. Jimmy Graham. He was an absolute monster. Um, he also uh, caused the league to <laughs> to stop the dunking on the field goal post because he actually broke one one game. They had to bring the level out and everything. Uh, and then receiver, I'm going to go with Mr. 150. Slant man, slant boy, whatever you want to call him. You can't guard him. You know it's coming, but it doesn't Carlton matter. Davis did. It doesn't. That was okay. He he strapped. He <laughs> no. I'm saying. I'm saying this season. I, I, no. It's gonna be a wash because if he locks him up next season and when they play him twice, I'm like, all right, he got him. But he's all injured, broken up leg, and all that. But um, I'm gonna say Michael Thomas. Uh, it's a phenomenal receiver. I was really glad that the Saints know what they're doing. They get rid of uh, Brendan Cooks. They get rid of Kenny Stills, and they're still able to get that number one. So it's, it was nice to have him that. And then for the second receiver, um, I've always enjoyed his game. He's always had some type of swag, smaller guy, uh, Lance Moore. I always loved his game. Um, it was between Lance Moore or Robert Meacham. I feel like Robert Meacham's sample size wasn't large enough um, for impact for the Saints because he was only there for a short time. But Lance Moore, 
Lance Moore, Devery Henderson. Oh man, I missed that offense. I was gonna say Devery Henderson. <laughs> you, you, they had a chance to go short. They had a chance to go medium. That's when Drew Brees is actually throwing the ball 55, 60 yards on the field to Devery Henderson. Um, and then running backs, Alvin Kamara, um, super, super special. He can really do anything. He can block out the backfield, um, catch the rock on anybody, uh, contested catches. He can run any route on the route tree, which is really impressive at that position and his size. And then second is going to be the second running back is going to be the reason why we're number 26 from when I was really young, Deuce McAllister. Shout out to him. Um, he's a really great running back. And it's, it's so, I don't know, like, when you watch your team, Kenny, you could probably say the same thing. Like, hey, you just brought up, like, four running backs. It's tough to pick between these guys, but I pick them because of the number thing. But I would also Pierre Thomas. And I feel like Reggie Reggie wasn't there long enough for me to say he was truly the best Saints running back ever. He wasn't there long enough. So um, I'm going to definitely say Deuce McAllister and Alvin Kamara. Um, Phil, you take it. You got a bunch of champions over there, a bunch of hardware. On any person you're probably gonna wick, uh, pick, so, so, I mean we're gonna go with the first two obvious ones, quarterback and tight end. I think mm-hmm. they really need no introduction. You'll see them this Sunday coming up in the Super Bowl. Cam Newton and Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> um, Tom Brady, no six rings. You know his history in New England. We don't need to repeat it. And Rob Gronkowski, one of one of the best tight ends to ever do it, arguably. Top five, top three, you name it. He, NFL 100, just you, his resume too for himself. Yep. Uh, former WWE 24-7 champion, so he... <laughs> you're, you're so petty. You're so petty. You're so petty. So, TV show host, whatever you want to say, hit his work his work outside of the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. And then the tough parts for me was the running backs and wide receivers. Well, wide receiver number one is obvious, Randy Moss. One of the best receivers also in the league, even though him and Jerry Rice has had some arguments recently, but we'll see how that goes and how that play out. But and then the second wide receiver, I mean, you have there's a lot of options: Edelman, Wilker, Branch, Troy Brown. But I'm gonna have to go with Deion Branch because he was middle sized. He great route runner, and if I chose um Edelman or Wilker, Deion, Deion Branch was a dog. He was a dog. He was a scrapper. Yeah, you you even think about my fault for cutting you off. You think about all the like these past players. Then you think about how decimated the receiver position is for the Patriots now. You look back at you're like, damn, we really had it. We had it good. Like those guys were crazy, crazy good. But now continue. Oh yeah, I was torn between Branch, Welker, and Edelman. So I was like, let me just throw back even more with I'll do Deion Branch. And then my running backs, I'd probably choose Curtis Martin, even though I wish he spent a little bit more time in New England, but we obviously know he ended up being the Jet. And then I'll probably go with James White just to mix up the offense a little bit. One of the best, probably probably the best um, pass-catching running back in New England history. You saw what he did in the Super Bowl against special. Kenny's Falcons. Like 22 complete, completions or um, close to that. He won Super Bowl MVP, even though it was really Tom Brady, but Brady referred it to James White because of the performance. So, yeah, those are my picks. It's a very championship-filled squad, but someone has to make the tough decisions on the lineup. Yeah, definitely. Man, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to IBT Sports Podcast here. Got my boy Kenny and Phil with me. Neil is not here today, if you were expecting him. 
Um, I want to take time to, to shout out my boy Rick, uh, Rosario, Mark, um, Devon, and Darnell for um, all the work they do on the network. And shout out to George in the chat here. Um, George, if you want to put your, your YouTube in the, the chat for people to check you out, we appreciate you for commenting and leaving feedback for us too. So you definitely got a friend in us and at uh, IBT. Just want to let you know. So um, going from there, man. <sighs> we really didn't want to see the Rams um, from here on out. Like, I was ready for them to go on a downturn, um, for the team to just blow up and have Aaron Donald waste his career. But, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. He's a genius. He's a genius. He goes and trades. Contract, or just trade. They didn't even matter about the contracts. He just went and traded for a quarterback that we all know is tough as shit, um, gunslinger, deep ball accuracy is is probably top. It's what y'all say top. I say top three. Top three, yeah. It, I mean, it might be Mahomes on him. Yeah, because nuts. So how y'all how do y'all feel about the trade that that went down? Um, as far as Matt Stafford for Jared Goff, phenomenal. I said last week on the podcast that. Whoever gets Matt Stafford is going to be very happy, and he's going to be the sneaky steal of this offseason, even if uh, Watson gets moved. But I didn't expect him to go to L.A., where he's definitely going to be the sneaky steal of the offseason. <laughs> I mean, think about, look at what McVay did with Goff. Like, imagine having a quarterback that can play quarterback. Like, McVay was in Goff's headset up until the snap, like having to mm-hmm. tell him what to do. He doesn't need to do that with Matt Stafford. Yep. Like, this is going to be scary. Stafford has plenty of weapons now. He has a defense. He has an offensive-minded coach that knows what he's doing. Yep, he yep, has yep. competent front office. It's This is a match made in heaven for both sides. Do I think they may have given up a little bit too much for a 33-year-old quarterback? Yeah, but if you think that you have to win within the next two to three years, you got to do what you got to do to win. Yeah, and I've, one thing about um, before Phil goes, what I like about Matt Stafford is – He's been in so many close games where he's done his part, but they don't have a defense. He shows right. up time and time and time and time again. Because I remember, um, I forget, I don't know if it was Thanksgiving. I think the Saints were playing them um, 2015. It might have been Thanksgiving or it was just during the, one, the regular season game. And he, they were down by like 30. And they ended up coming back into the game in New Orleans and it comes down to with him him having the ball on like the thirty yard line. He has still like a deep pass and it's just incomplete. But I think about those games where he's been in, but he doesn't have a defense. Now he's really gonna have a defense. He's gonna have somebody to back him up. So I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. Yo, who's a hey, shout out to Kenny Brown, man. I see you doing your streaming thing, man. Keep it pushing. For real. Keep it keep going, for real. But how how you feel about that, Phil? Oh, I mean the Rams obviously needed to change something up because it just wasn't working because he, he can barely do this. So, yeah, needed to change something up. Yo, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Keenan is crazy, bro. He said, he said we're nil. Like, yeah, nil's, nil's not feeling good today, man. Uh, he's not here. Yeah, um, yeah make, sure I hit, make sure I hit share on this, man. Smash the share button. Make sure you go subscribe, all of that. Uh, he said, "He said my son at Proctor Park playing horse with Mr. Fauci. Oh man, 
Yo, if y'all don't know Keenan, bro, Keenan top five, bro. Keenan might top be the five from the town. He, he top five funniest people alive. Bro, you funny, bro. Go ahead, Phil. My fault for interrupting you again. Gotcha. I'm useless. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Go, yeah. Um, they obviously needed to make a move, and Matt Stafford obviously needed to go somewhere. His time in Detroit was obviously up. He gave so much to that organization. He deserves to play for a winner or someone that at least looks like a winner. So, I mean, I think this was a good move by both teams, but I think slightly Detroit got the better end of this deal because of the first-round picks, even though they will be, like, sort of late first-round picks. But it's a win-win for Goff and Stafford because Goff doesn't have to play his whole career with um, Detroit, and Stafford finally gets some weapons. But hopefully they beef up that O-line a little bit more for the Rams, but I think it's a solid trade for everyone involved. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Listen. The O lines he's been playing behind in Detroit, yeah. I don't think he cares. Yeah. <laughs> he said, All right, I got you give me four seconds to throw the ball, I'm good. Before I had one. Right. <laughs> oh man, that guy that guy tough, man. That guy is a tough he's tough, tough, tough. Man, Deshaun, we're gonna there's a lot of quarterback nonsense going on. Um we're gonna let Kenny go go to after this one. Um you you had the little the scoop. Uh, the text messages going on, but let's get right into Houston. Houston, Houston, Houston. We have a problem. What is going let's, on? Your top this, two players are trying to leave. The Matt Stafford trade may be the worst thing to ever happen to Deshaun Watson, just so we're all clear here. Because yeah. if Matt Stafford demanded that much on the trade market, first of all, Houston says they're not even picking up the phone, right? So you're going to have to blow them away to begin with. And now if Matt Stafford got that many first-round picks, they're going to ask for five first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. But the thing is, the Rams don't value those picks ever. No, they don't at all. But I'm. But if you're Houston and you just see that Matt Stafford went for two first-round picks, Jared Goff was the number one overall pick and a third-round pick, mm-hmm. I'm not taking anything less than four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and, and a starter. So, and a starter. <laughs> and a starter. Because a starter. my best 25 years old and locked into a contract. Yep. You got a 33-year-old who's only on a demand for two that. more years. Yep. And but the GM in Houston and the coach have both said we're not moving Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson says he ain't coming to play for them next year. So mm-hmm. I don't know how this is gonna work out because it's just a terrible situation all the way around. Yeah, no, I man, I don't know, man. This is this is really crazy. And then you see uh Brett Favre, Wrangler man, come out of nowhere with his opinion that doesn't mean shit. What did he say? Um, he basically was just saying, basically, stay there. You have an obligation to the organization. This is not 2002. This is not 1995, Brett Favre. Players are owning their careers. The players need to take control of their lives, their what they want to do with their career. Being stuck in one place, imagine if Matt Stafford left five years ago. Right. And now he's waiting until it- he's 33, and he's got he's going to have to – Try to on the back end, back end of his years try to get a Super Bowl. The the craziest part about Brett Favre saying this though is like, does Brett like I don't know he must have amnesia or something because he was sick when they brought in Aaron Rodgers so sick to the point that he retired so that he can come back a couple <laughs> months later and go play for the Jets right. and then retire again when the Jets suck so he can go and play in Minnesota. So I'm really trying to understand why Brett Favre is the guy that we got talking about players need to honor their contracts and stay with their teams. And yeah, it's really I mean, ridiculous. Watson has done even, I mean, more than enough for the organization already. Because he's been what a top 10, top five, arguably quarterback ever 
since like his second year or even their yeah, second year. So he's he's already done more than enough. Plus, he led the league in passing too. Right. He's plus, he's a spot. He's a special talent, man. Edmund Hopkins was a deadly duo, and you can't expect him to. St- I mean, you already shipped off Hopkins. I mean, what else do you have, basically? Right. Yeah. The only reason I will say Watson messed up is he signed the contract after they traded DeAndre Hopkins. So they showed you right there they were incompetent. I would not have trusted them and mm-hmm. signed the contract. And but knows? that doesn't that doesn't mean he's obligated to them though. Yeah, that's very true. And the um his his agent came out and was just basically like, Shut up, Brett Favre. <laughs> he yeah. said he said stop throwing uh stones from your glass house or something like that. Which is crazy. Yeah. Oh yo, shout out to Ephraim, Ephraim in the chat. What's yeah. good, bro? What's good? What's good? Aside from the uh, manager and the owner saying we're not picking up the phone right now, that pretty much, I mean, I don't know if, if you guys agree with this, but. Nah, that, that's, that's, P- that's PR. That's PR. They're picking up the phone. That's I mean, PR. For that, sure. that, pretty much told, that pretty much said to me, up the price. Up the price. You got to you gotta give us way more than what we're asking for right now. If you want him, you're going to have to bump right. up that price. So. Oh, that's a fact. But when the price is already probably four first round picks, I don't know how much more they want. <laughs> they want the next year, next six years. That's <laughs> like that's watch machine. They want everything. They want forty two picks. They want all your picks from all rounds from that's six years, six seven years from now. <laughs> I just I I don't understand who has the pieces to make it happen. Is is the that's the problem right now for Deshaun Watson. The only the only team that does is it's not going to happen is the Dolphins. Dolphins are yeah, the one with multi, they, give... they got two picks in the first fifteen picks. Right, you give them both of them. You give them two. You give them next year's first. And but even then, you, they're still going to are, are, you they still to, are you willing to do that? Because though this draft is, I think, pretty good. I would say, even from but, even even from outside of the quarterback position. Realistically, if I'm Miami, I might think about doing it because what did they need this year? They went ten and six. They were re- really without a quarterback because two. He just wasn't ready yet. He might be, but this Bro, year he just wasn't ready. Listen. You literally are changing quarterbacks in the third quarter in the middle of a game that is a one-possession right. game. Exactly. I would be like, all right, y'all, t- you take these two picks. You got – there you go. That's your revamp team right there. You're good. You can get your quarterback and go get a receiver to play with them or whatever it is. But right. for them, I don't know, man. I don't, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm uh, This offseason is about to be absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. So you don't know what Tom Brady's going to do if he loses. You don't know what, Tom, what he's going to do if he wins. So like he no, could he could leave and then that the Bucks go, boop right back down. But he's already talking about next year. They interviewed him oh, and asked did? him about something about the game or whatever. And he goes, mm-hmm. "We're going to be even better next year because we're all going to." I was like, "Damn, this man don't age. He don't get worse. He just keeps coming back." The, he put the time into his body. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. That's avocado how it goes. ice cream. I got to get on the wing. <laughs> so like, oh man, he might be the Saints quarterback. In, like when he's 45, 46. What'd you say? <laughs> Bro, that would be if he does that. He, he probably listen. If he goes to another team in the same division and win the Super Bowl, all right, he the best. He the, he wanted the he the best. He the would, best. He's the greatest athlete ever. Yeah, if he does that at that point, would you accept him if he came to the Saints? I don't. You don't hear me crying about quarterback. Whoever's there, you can't complain. All I want them to do is win. If it's right. by one point or two points, if they if it was by thirty points, all I care about. Whoever's that quarterback, we could have had um, – what's the backup for Baltimore? Tyler Huntley? Or oh, whatever. Yeah. I would have if, – if we went – if the Saints go 12-4, 13-3, I don't care. He's winning. He's winning games. Plain and simple. Like, 
You ain't going to ever hear me complaining about the quarterback. The only thing I'm worried about with um, Taysom Hill is the pulling down running every two seconds. Because his body, you're not going to last. Not going to be able to drive the ball down the field because you've been getting hit by Devin White 20 times because you ran the ball 25 times. You feel me? And those things, that, that takes a factor for the running quarterbacks. They may not say that, but it definitely does. Be able to drive drive and throw the ball deeper than, than you usually do. Um, but let's get right into the into the speculation that Kenny found out today, which I found was interesting, real interesting. Let's, I want to start this off by telling people <laughs> I, I don't believe it. There's been nothing to confirm it, but there also hasn't been people coming out denying it, so I don't know. Um, yesterday I saw uh, going around the internet that there was a possibility that Andrew Luck might be coming back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, we hear this stuff all the time. Then today there were leaked text messages from a family friend and Andrew Luck's wife saying that he was meeting with Jimmy from the Colts because he was upset and he misses football and he'll be, he's never been happier than when he's playing football. Now, do I think that he really had lunch with Jimmy from the Colts? No. Do I think that this is a real text message? No. But in the same breath, why is Andrew Luck not come out and said, yo, I'm happy with retirement, let me be? So it makes you just go, hmm, is it possible that even if this isn't true, is there still a part of Andrew Luck that's like, I don't know, maybe I will come back? And if he comes back, that shakes up everything again. Because now people are going to, you know people are flocking. They're going to go, oh, Andrew Luck, yeah, we got to gotta get Yeah, it's... And I'm not sure how that works if he's because he's set out two years now, not just the one like Gronk. So mm-hmm. if he comes back, I'm not sure if he still is under contract to yeah. Indy or not. It's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. That's like another line saying. <laughs> um, let's Phil, go. hang it up. Matt Stafford said he didn't want to go there. No one wants to play for them no more. <laughs> it's not what it used to be. It's gonna be interesting. All right, though. so let's let's get right into the um to the Super Bowl matchup here. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's uh? Let's start off. What's the three words that y'all are describing for this game? Three descriptive words, or three three word phrase, I guess. I'll let you go, Phil. <laughs> Phil's got like fifteen of them. I'm gonna need a minute. Phil's been talking about the three word thing all week, and he didn't come prepared with one. <laughs> I'll go. Um, so my three words for this week to go with my pick are watch the throne because Patrick Mahomes is coming for you, Tom. He's going to win. He's gonna, It's going to be brutal. It's going to be a two-possession game. And the start of a new dynasty is here. So watch <laughs> the throne, Tom. Um, uh, My three words are going to be uh, goat, baby goat. Because we're about to see a whole bunch of greatness in this game. Right. Both rosters are loaded. When's the last time we had a Super Bowl like this? Where multiple star, two the two top receiver, receivers on each team could be all pro. First team. Ever. No, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. You got Goodwin. You got, I don't know, AB might be coming, or Godwin. He might be AB might be coming back. Did they did they say he's coming back? I think so. He's not missing this. This is his first Super Bowl. He's gonna drag his leg out there. There's no way he's missing. You got Mike Evans too. Um, I know Pittsburgh is tight right now. 
watching Bell and Brown get a chance to compete in the Super Bowl. Bell hasn't, had Bell this, hasn't been doing shit, though. I, I had this conversation with my mom, who's a Steelers fan, actually, the other day. And I said, you know, I actually don't think Pittsburgh is that upset. Because when you think about it, just follow me here. Le'Veon Bell, they actually kind of left on reasonable terms. Like, it was, like, at first they, you know, we don't, he wanted to get paid, but we don't want to pay you. It was kind of like a thing, like, so, you know, we're going to go a separate ways. It, it was kind of, it wasn't an ugly breakup. AB, on the other hand, it was an ugly breakup, but it was a breakup that needed to happen. And the good thing is, though, Pittsburgh looks at the geniuses because they got rid of him before he went crazy. So, like, at the end of the day, it's like, right, yeah, right. they left Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is like, we don't want you. So, mm-hmm. ah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know too many Steeler fans that are really upset about them. Yeah. Um, I got my uh, three words. Okay. Yeah, yeah, three words. I forgot. I almost forgot. We was about to skip you. I, I forgot you even do it. He said, I'm picking uh, option 79 out of 200. <laughs> so, my three words is uh, welcome back, Brady. So, basically, I mean, this whole decade or the last 20 years, Brady's been a proven winner. And he took it, he took a year off last year. Patriots weren't that good. So, he reloaded with the Bucks and now he's Wait, say they got Patriots. What? Patriots weren't good. I can admit that. <laughs> like I said, like I said, we gotta we, clip that. <laughs> we're a, a mid to low level team. So, <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he, like I said, like I think last week or the week before, he had one more Super Bowl. I'm winning them, and I think this is the year, either this year or next year. So, well, this would be number seven. Yep, number seven. And 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 think about the think about the ramifications if you want. That's shit crazy. Jordan's gonna come out of retirement to try to get bring number seven. We're just gonna see a whole bunch of athletes trying to at least pass. You're Tom crazy. Brady You're crazy. Conference. I mean, no, I I saw that off a of meme. <laughs> all these all these guys said, "All right, Wilt Chamberlain is gonna come back. Bill <laughs> Russell's gonna come back. Is it? Oh, he's Michael got Jordan seven in a Lakers jersey. It's hilarious. <laughs> like Michael Jordan signs with the Los Angeles Lakers after Tom Brady Super Bowl win." So let's uh let's break the game down, man. Let's break the game down. Um, Kenny, what you how you feeling about this game? What's your initial uh, initial stab at the game here? I mean, it, it's gonna sound crazy, but I I just really think that the the Chiefs they run away with it. It, it sounds stupid. It sounds crazy, but even, we saw the first time they played each other, the Chiefs had a chance to run away with it. They mm-hmm. took their foot off the gas pedal. I don't see that happening this time. And I know everyone says, oh, it's different when you play each other, like watch the Saints beat them, and then it didn't happen. But th- this ain't the Saints. This is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And that defense is playing out of their mind lately. Ah, who, who, what's the weakness of the, Buc- of the Buccaneers' defense? They're secondary. What's the strength of the Chiefs' offense? Their passing game. That boy had 200. He had 270 in the first half. That that's what I'm saying. So I can't. I I who who guards him? Who guards Kelsey? I Sammy Watkins. It says coming back. Ah, sorry. It, it was a fun run, Tom. You won the <laughs> NFC. You showed us all. Done. I don't. Oh, um, man. Oh man. Yo, shout out to Otto. He's in the he's in the chat. Uh, if you just tuning in, welcome to IBTE Sports Podcast. Got my boy Kenny and Phil with me right now. We're to, we're on. We fit on what what we talked about. Andrew Luck potentially coming back. JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson one out of Houston. Um, yep. Our all time favorite teams. Our favorite players for our favorite teams. Uh, what else we What else we hit on? We're talking about the awards later on. 
Yeah, we're gonna yeah. hear the, we're gonna hit on the awards. We're gonna definitely get y'all a little upset. Um, definitely got some picks in there that's gonna get people frustrated. Um, but I think with this whole uh, Chiefs and Bucks, <clears throat> I have I have the I have the Chiefs winning um, for the simple fact is that secondary, like you said, Kenny is very food. They're very suspect. Um, Sean Murphy bun- Bunting. He's a he's a quality player, um, but what's the, what's his uh, what's Dean's first name? Dean Jamal Jamal yeah. Dean. He is he's he's barbecue chicken, like he's he's yeah yeah he's he's rotisserie. <laughs> he he's his technique is horrific. I don't I don't even I can't fathom how he's an NFL corner. I don't get it. Um, because I watch I was watching some stuff back and I said how how was he allowed to guard these world-class athletes and then keep a job week in and week out. There's no way there's nobody on the Bucks defense that's going to be able to stop Kelsey. He gets open on anybody. It doesn't matter. You can double team him. He still finds ways. Um if they can get to Patrick Mahomes, it'll be an interesting game. Um but I I doubt it. Uh everybody's blitzed him all season. The Saints did it, weren't successful. Like they were successful probably two or three plays. Other than that, he makes a miraculous throw downfield to somebody that's wide open. Um, but I got the Chiefs. For me, I think it's I think it's gonna be two possessions, like Kenny said too. Um I think um I think the Bucks get out to a quicker start than the Chiefs. And then the Chiefs are like, All right, we are, we are who we are. All right, let's go let's go get these bums out of here. And then they just take off. Because that's usually what happens in the games anyway. They've been and one thing that's been surprising for them this season for for me is they pretty much play down to their competition until the game gets close and then they step on their necks, which I don't know why they do, but they do it. The Steelers do it a lot too. They do it almost every game. Um, but like I said, I think the Chiefs, man. I don't see I don't see Mahomes and then they they're and they're taking this personal too. From the their social media and the interviews they've done so far, um, and then the little fake uh, "I appreciate you what you did for the the tight end position," Kelsey, you're good. Gronk, you're good too. Thank you for everything you've done for the position. I know Kelsey feels like I'm better than him. They're both 31. Shockingly, that's what's crazy is they're both the same age, and yeah. like Kelsey's only getting better, and Gronk is was out of football last year. Yeah. yeah. So I got the Chiefs. I don't think. I don't think, man. If, if the Bucks DNs come out hell bent, then it's a, it could be a good game. But I don't. I don't see it mattering. Um, Mahomes, too much. Plain and simple. I guess, like just like last week, I'm the only one picking the Bucks, or the week before, I'm the only one picking the Bucks. And I mean, not only personally, because you know. If you um, heard about our standings for the pickums, me and Lawrence are tied. So, I mean, I was going to pick the Bucks regardless, but this just like helped put the icing on me coming in first place for pickums. So, it's basically, gonna, I mean, it's not going to happen, bro. We, <laughs> better play for the tie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we, we always go for the win. So, I mean, like Lawrence said, if the Bucks want to have a chance on Mahomes, the DNs are going to have to be held bent. And, I mean, look, if you look at the Chiefs' O-line, they're severely weakened. So mm-hmm. I see them having that type of game because they're going to need it. Also, 
I um, see this game coming out just like the um, Patriots and Eagles Super Bowl, very high scoring, but it's going to come down to a last second field goal by the Bucks, and that's how they're going to win. And it's just going to be uh, like everyone, <laughs> earlier, everyone bet the Kenny's like, Kenny's it come down to a kicker after all of this? No, it, no way. It, 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 it's a Tom Brady Super Bowl. It's going to come down to the kicker. Nah, one of them going to be down by four points and they're going to have to score. That's how it was going to end. It's not going to end by no kick. That's no all way. I, that's, I mean, we, we've seen a Go lot back of- and run every one of Phil's predictions. It always comes down to a field goal every week. <laughs> field goal or um, win by four. Or like, it's, it's one of those two. I always pick between one of those two. But I, I went with field goal kicker this time. Okay. Just, I mean, Tyreek Hill did go off the first matchup. And if you look at the end, end results, the game was a lot closer than what that, that first half went. Because so, they think, took their foot off the gas pedal because they didn't need it to anymore. Yeah. Hey, that's on them. That's not on, I mean, the Bucks. Who won the game? Wait, they were able to take their foot off the gas pedal and they still won the game. Yeah. But they, the Bucks still had the potential to at least come back. Though. <laughs> you gotta look at the final score, though. Oh man! Yeah, the final score is a W for Kansas City. Yeah, big not dub, as bad as be in the first half, though. Big so, dub. I'm just saying. <laughs> the secondary is the weak point, but if the if the linebackers and the D line goes all out, that can soften the blow for the Bucks. So I just see it playing out like that. I know it's not the the popular pick, or not what a lot of people are gonna think. But that's just he, you know what happens when they send the house? He sends a, a check down pass to Edwards Alaire or Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. He has two phenomenal running backs that catch the ball in the backfield. That that's the scary part about the, what do you do? You blitz them? Oh, okay, I'm just gonna check down to my great running back. Oh, you're gonna give me time in the pocket, I'll give Tyreek Hill the ball downfield. Oh, you don't wanna do that? I'll throw it short to Travis Kelsey and he's, he's just gonna everywhere. run over everybody. He's just everywhere. No one said it was going to be easy. I know it's not the and all week, the past two weeks, every time I put on sports media, all they're doing is talking about the Bucks and Tom Brady. Like the Chiefs didn't just win the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> I understand it. I understand it's a great story. It really is. But there are two teams playing this week, and one of them has an all-time great quarterback that just won a Super Bowl last year. That's true. Yeah, that boy accomplished uh, a fifty clip in his first three years, and then a Super Bowl MVP and MVP. Yikes. So I mean, I mean it, it's Boy, it's what happens. People say what you got to say, but keep disrespecting Kansas City, and they're going to keep making us pay, and we're going to be watching them in the Super Bowl for the next five years. <laughs> something, something got to go. Warrior, the Warriors effect. Kansas City Warriors. Shout <laughs> out to Hannah for watching. Oh yeah. man, but um, shit. What? So, who is to you guys not the MVP? Who is the X factor in this game? For the team, um, for the team that you think is going to win, I'm going with Chris Jones, okay, D tackle. Because okay. if you go back and watch every time Tom Brady performs poor, well, I won't say every time, but the past two times that Tom Brady has you know been rattled in the Super Bowl was when Brandon Graham was given a lot of pressure and the game against Philly. I mean, he still threw over 500 yards, but in crush time, Brandon Graham's got to him. Um, when he played poor in that first half against the Falcons, Grady Jarrett got to him three times for pressure inside. So that's what you got to do is get in his face. Yeah. And I think Chris Jones has more than enough capability to get in his face. Yeah. He's on his burner. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Neil, man. We appreciate you, bro. We miss you. Um, make sure y'all tune in to everything we got. He said every other year <laughs> and every other year after that. Oh, man. Matt Safford. He's here. Woo. 
Um, make sure y'all click that link that's uh that's pinned in the chat. We got everything um that you guys need content wise on IBT Network. We got we got culinary business. We got finance coming. Uh, fitness, fashions coming soon. We got uh inspirational things. We got we got so much we got so much content. We got little kids content coming. If you got kids that watch, we're gonna have stuff for them also on the channel. Um, we're we're, we're putting that together too. So. Man, we talk about the Super Bowl right now. Bucks and Chiefs. Um, you guys what happened? You guys, your X Factor. Me? Um, my X Factor. I'll go after you. It was the X Factor last year. The Honey Badger. Wreaking havoc every which way. If he's 20 yards backpedaling. If he's got a guard. Godwin in the slot. If he's got a guard. Scotty. Thinks he's faster than Tyreek Hill Miller. He can do everything. If he has to blitz, he can do it. Um, those type of players, when you play in big games, they show up every single time. Like, he shows up in any big game that you you can run back. That He's he's played on with the Cardinals. He showed up with the Cardinals every big game they played. What Was he was he on the team when they were 13-3? Oh, oh, I don't know. With the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals? I think yes. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Because that was 2016, 2016. I think he just had, I think he just, that was the second year. And he showed up in, in they, they fell up short, obviously, but they still were 13-3. He showed up in, in those games. Um, Houston, he showed up in the Chiefs. Every big game, he shows up every single time. You can't, you can't get away around it. And you're going to have to scheme for him, too. So, um, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. I'm going to have to go with the Bucks running game, Mr. Leonard Fournette, Corvette, and Ronald Jones. Because we've seen in past Bucks games, when they run, when they run well, they play well. So we're gonna need a, they're gonna need a big game from the Bucks running back for them to be competitive with the Chiefs. So they're gonna be huge X factors coming to this game. Yeah, because yeah, they gotta keep Mahomes off the field. Yep. Neil, uh, Neil said uh, he he agreed with me too. He said uh, Honey Badger for X factor. Um, so we say an X factor. That's obviously a player that's making an impact, but they don't obviously get to the MVP. Um, who you guys feel is like who you who do you feel like is going to be the MVP of the game? Um, do you feel are we just going to say tr- traditionally the quarterbacks? My homeboy, my homeboy, because he's going to have to. That's if he does. If he's not the MVP, they lose. Exactly. Unless they, <laughs> unless the defense gets uh, two right, pick unless, sixes or something crazy. And Edward Delaire like goes for two fifty, and it's not happening. <laughs> like, he said. He said. Uh, he said Jones is not going to do shit. Otto said that. <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want, but Chris Jones is a bona fide stud. But. Yeah, Chris, Chris Jones is nice, bro. He's, yeah, he's, he's different. Nice. It's pretty much going to be Brady or Mahomes the MVP because they're, they're going to be the reasons why they win or lose pretty much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's how everyone looks at it. That's true. That's true. Um, man, we've been waiting for this. I've been waiting. All been waiting for this. When's the last time we did awards? We did mid season. What week seven? Week eight? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, we didn't even do them all. Yeah, we didn't even do them all. So, uh, for everybody that's tuning in, um, we've been waiting. It was just us three at that point. Um, I don't think Neil was in yet. Neil was what? I think two weeks. I feel, after? No, I feel like Neil might have did it because I feel like he picked Aaron Donald. Yeah, no, I yo, no, he did, no. I think that was that might have been the week he actually showed up. Yeah, I see that might have been his first week. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, he said Ronald. Oh, he said Ronald Jones, oh, not Chris. Oh, Jones. yeah, no. 
agree with you on that one, Otto. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. On, we're on the same page, bro. Ronald, Ronald Jones has a bat. He has a yeah. tough injury also. That's going to be tough yeah. to come back and be sitting out for two weeks. Um, he has no explosion. Like, when he runs, he can, he can probably run one in every 20 snaps. He can take an actual sprint. He can play running back, but he ain't going to be effective. All that matters um, Player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start off with uh with comeback player of the year. Who do you guys feel like is comeback player of the year and why? Let's go, Phil. Let's see what you got to say. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of options we can pick: Alex Smith, Big Ben, or other players. Well, who's also a dark horse candidate? Uh, Rob Gronkowski, completely. <sighs> We we pride ourselves on this podcast showing no bias at all. Vegas Vegas said plus twenty two hundred on that. He ain't winning that <laughs> shit. For <laughs> this year, Rob Gronkowski has about six hundred and twenty some twenty something yards plus seven touchdowns. That's kind of impressive coming off of a an off year where he just relaxed and did partying and some other stuff. So just get off the couch and do that. I get. I guess. I get. Listen. I guess. I guess. We'll get we'll give you that one because that's your boy, but you're stretching it with the the six hundred yards. That boy, if, if that was boy no was dormant. That, he was dormant if, for about eleven weeks. If there was nobody else <laughs> that you know qualified for this award, then you can make that argument. But. Yeah, he, had a, he just had stretches like that for like the first right. time. I'm gonna get right to it. Alex Smith, um, the boy almost amputated his leg by breaking his leg which is just absolutely insane and the fact the fact that he came back because I don't know what my mental would be um I had one serious injury and I thought about like all right this is it I'm not I'm not playing this game no more like dislocated my knee I was like oh I'm not playing this shit no more but to break your leg and almost die from it and then want to come back and play that same game that almost cost you your life, definitely comeback player of the year. Um, in my book, um, and, for, and for the simple fact that he literally led his team to the playoffs. Even he wasn't there all the weeks. I, how many weeks he, uh, weeks he missed? Probably three or four? Yeah, I forgot what week he uh, came in, but he went five and one, so he only played six weeks. So like that, I don't know what week he came in. Like that, for, That's impressive. Like To come in and be that effective, um, this is really impressive. So I'm gonna definitely say Alex Smith on that one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Alex Smith as well. Um, earlier in the year, I thought I was gonna lean towards Big Ben because they started 11 and 0, and it was just if they went 16 and 0, it would have been impossible to not pick him. But um, down the stretch, they flamed out. Um, so I'm just gonna give it to Alex Smith based off of, he went five and one as a starter. Mm-hmm. He had no leg. He brought that team to the playoffs. Um, it's just it's a great story, and I've seen people on social media say they should change the award to the Alex Smith Award, and it 100 percent should be because we're yeah, never going to see anything like this again. Definitely, that was Joe Theismann type of injury, and for him to come back is insane. Like insane. That was crazy. And I was, and we were all. I think everybody, to be honest, was rooting for Washington. If you were, if you hated the NFC East and you hated the Cowboys, the Giants. And the Eagles, you were rooting for Washington. Like, right. I think a they're, lot they're of like people. like the saving grace of that division. I think a lot of people are like, let's go Washington. We can't have those other three in the playoffs. Like, I think it was, I think it was, it had to be, it was Washington, the Giants, 
the Eagles and then the Cowboys. I think that was the order. Everybody was like, All right. I really don't think. I think it's Washington and then everybody else. I don't think it was. We just <laughs> we don't like the other three at all. At all. <laughs> oh man. All right. So going from there, who should we do, man? Let's let's go. Let's get right into coach of the year. I'm interested. I think we all gonna have different ones. Yeah, I think we will. I can't. I I can't wait to hear. Kenny, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll, I'll go first. All right. All right. All right. All year, people, you've heard me. Cleveland Browns this. Oh, this is crazy. But I promise you, I do not hate the Cleveland Browns. And I'm proving it by telling you that Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year this year. Wow. By bringing Cleveland to the playoffs. I wanted to pick Brian Flores, but they didn't make the playoffs. So you know what? Kevin Stefanski, you did a darn good job there. You proved to me that Cleveland is not Cleveland. They are a new team. This is a new regime, and it's all because of okay. you. Good job. Take this award. <laughs> um, we got we got Chet wow. Lucani in the chat. He said uh, we he whooped both of us in fantasy, um, but he didn't win the title. So, but yeah, that's that's what that's what we're saying. Are you celebrating becoming an almost winner? Like celebrating third place, <laughs> so, right? But don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. Matt Stafford will be on my team next year, and I will not lose. <laughs> no, don't worry. Because he might he might be top three pick. I'm not going to lie to you. I might reach. I I'm taking reach. him early. I might the reach. First five I rounds. don't care. Man, he has an old line. And he has actual pieces to throw to. to my tight draft goes Mahomes and then Matt Stafford. <laughs> um, For me, coach of the year. has been, um, I think, one of the hottest teams in the league. I think it's been... Has been the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. Um, he's he's done a he's done a great job every single year. You don't hear anything come out of Buffalo negative. If you think about it, like from the locker room, whatever it is, there's nothing negative at all. I can't even think of the last time. The last time might it? I don't even know. Avante Davis quitting at halftime, I believe. That was the Colts. <laughs> No, he was on Buffalo when you were. He was on Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, but that, that was a, that was on his his week, his week mental at that I mean, point. That, that's the only thing I could think of, to be honest. Yeah. No, um, he said he said Kenny owed me lunch for the whooping he got. <laughs> that's a fact. We, we did have a bet. I do owe him lunch. Oh man. Um. But I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna say Sean uh, Sean McDermott because um I feel like he's done a good job at keeping the locker room the way it is supposed to be in uh, in the pros. Um, you don't hear any nonsense coming from them. Um, they have a bunch of players that are very good. Um, they have a lot of homegrown talent, too, where they picked. Their draft picks is not really a lot of trades, I don't think. Other than Diggs is probably the most most recent, right? I want to say it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah Diggs, because they just got him this year. Yeah, but so. Teron Johnson was drafted. Uh, Levi Wallace was drafted. Trey Edmonds was drafted. Ed Oliver was drafted. Josh Allen was drafted. Davis White was drafted too, right? Yeah. Who? Davis White. Yep. 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 Yeah. He was, yeah he and they traded there. back and got Tre'Davious White. Actually, Tre'Davious White. Fun fact: uh, the Chiefs traded up with the Bills to get Patrick Mahomes. Bills traded back and got Tre'Davious White. Wow. They got both. They both got hell of a play. Hell of a players, but um, he's definitely. I think he's top. He's top five corner. Um, but I, like I said, I think 
they just play, they just like carry themselves well. You don't hear any nonsense. And I think that holds a lot of weight uh, when you look at teams and then you think about the coach. He's a direct reflection of like who that team is. So I'm going to say coach of the year. Obviously, they had uh, Josh Allen, MVP caliber this year, where they, what they, they go 12 and 4? 13 and 3, I believe. 13 and 3? I think so. I think it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I think I think is is Sean uh, just from that standpoint is they they just did a good job this year I think and I like I just like watching Buffalo play football they just they just play they don't complain and that's it so Sean McDermott Buffalo Bills Coach of the Year for me yeah well yeah that was my pick as well just amazing things they did in Buffalo plus making. Um, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, the phenomenal duo they was um, this year. I mean, we all knew um, Stefan Diggs is an amazing talent ever since Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The biggest challenge was can, what can we do with Josh Allen after he's struggled the first two years, and he was really a key in helping Josh Allen throw maybe like a some could say MVP type of year, but he definitely did a lot to help that uh, Bills offense, which was one of the struggling points when he first started the job and the way he transformed it to now. It's just a good job from him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, it's Neil in the chat. It's Neil in the chat, man. We're going. We're going to defensive player of the year. Um, I'll go. I'll start on this one. Um, I think one of the most dominant players uh, for the last four years, five years. I don't know how long. Um, is Aaron Donald, man? He's been dominant since 2017, 2018. Um, he's shown every game that he is truly the best defensive player in the league. Um, he has the most impact, um, I think, uh, for any defensive starter in the league on any team. Um, that goes for anybody. And for anybody that's watching in the, in the chat and you feel like your, t- your guy is more dominant than Aaron Donald, you bumped your head. Um, I don't care who you are, what player it is. Cam Jordan, T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, Tyron Matthew, Tredavious White, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Nobody is more dominant than Aaron Donald. Um, He's a machine, bro. He's a machine. I don't think – I don't know if y'all going to pick different, but y'all can give the reason why. Y'all go ahead. But I feel like he's the most dominant – one of the most dominant football players that's in the game right now, hands down. I'm pretty sure I I agree with you, A.D. Well – um, Sean, uh, Sean McVay called him the Terminator. He's just built different than every, any other player. Triple team him, double team him. Every team literally has a game plan to at least try to slow him down because and contain him because there's there's no way you're stopping that that man on any Sunday. Bro, he's a linebacker. Listen, he's a linebacker in every intangible, but he, he has a D he has a a D tackle body. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it's not when I when I because I I heard about him and everything and then I saw the hard knocks and I'm like this is I'm like <laughs> he like two he like two eighty but he's really pushing grown men three hundred and forty pound linemen and putting them on their, their on their ass and I I'm bro never seen nothing like it oh no man true game changer you put him on any defense that that defense is instant instant. And we thought we thought Khalil Mack. I know Nell's gonna love this. We thought Khalil Mack was gonna be have this impact for this long, and Khalil Mack is no longer 
Relevant. Yeah, dominating. So I guess John Gruden was smart. In a vacuum, it was a great trade. Yeah. So who you Uh, got? Who you got, Kenny? uh, To be different, and I also think this guy is going to end up winning it because we know how these awards go. Uh, Xavier Howard. Um, He had 10 interceptions. He led the NFL. And the Miami Dolphins, the strong suit of that team this year was their defense. And he was the anchor of their defense. So um, just to throw someone different out there and a guy who I think is going to win it, who probably shouldn't win it, but is going to win it, is Xavier Howard. Yeah. And he did that with and they played, also on the team as well. Yeah, they yeah. played it. They they, they, they play in a good uh, – their defense was pretty good this year too. So Everyone thought Byron Jones was the top corner after coming from Dallas, but – it turned out Xavier Howard. Well, he's he's yeah, always he's always been up uh, uh, yeah, top top ten, top fifteen right. type because player. Byron Jones is the number one paid cornerback in the NFL. Xavier yeah. Howard is the number two paid cornerback in the NFL. So yeah. he's right up there, and he he lived up to his contract this year. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know these. I don't know Aaron Donald, Xavier Howard. They, bro, that's it's gonna be tough. I don't know. I don't know. Aaron Donald had thirteen and a half. Which was pretty impressive. Making a case. TJ Watt, ten more tackles, five. Yeah, but he's not better than Aaron Donald. And TJ Watt is he comes off the edge. You're supposed to have more sex. The fact that Aaron Donald is in the ever interior. is in the, the league, the like exactly. in the top five for sex is impressive because he comes from the inside. Those are run stuffers, and he is not a run stuffer. He is a game wrecker. Keith, um, we gotta we gotta figure something out. Um. We like we'll uh, we'll probably we'll probably talk to you after this. We gotta figure something out because we like to keep a flow, and we don't we have not tried. I have not tried five people yet, so that would be that would be really. I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna go, but we could definitely try to figure something out. Um, Neil said Neil said Troy Aikman is the best he's ever seen. So we're no, talking about Aaron Troy Aikman. Yeah, yeah. Troy Aikman said okay. Aaron Donald's the best he's ever seen. Are we saying he's better than? The person with the same name as me, because that guy helped put the tight end on the map. Listen, that's just what Troy Aikman said, but no, he's not better than Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor is the mo- he's probably the most dominant player to ever play uh, from the defensive side because he really had he really had an entire offensive coordinator create or implement the tight end position way more because you couldn't leave him one on one with a tackle. Or he's, yeah, he's immediate sack. He's the reason that left tackles get paid as much money as they get paid. Yes. He said, he said keep these delusional Bills fans out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Lawrence Taylor was something. He's, he's special, man. He's special. And he, listen, Bill Belichick said he's the best he's ever, the best football player he's ever seen. He said that on multiple occasions. So, I don't know, man. We gonna we slow your roll, slow your roll. We gonna get there. We gonna get to the MVP. We're yeah, going we're making our way down the down the list. Um, let's get right into uh, offensive player of the year. Phil, you can go first. I know you got some options. I know you probably got Cam, Cam Newton at the top of the list. You know, or your, or your or your kicker. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> highest percentage of kicking. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I probably have to go with um, Mister. Not Skittles. I was gonna say Skittles. Mr. Airheads himself, six touchdowns in one game. That New Orleans Saints running back uh, Alvin Kamara, but his production this year 
just amazing with Drew Brees being hurt and Michael Thomas. He literally had to put that entire team on his back, and it sh- it showed at times. So that's, I mean, not a lot of running backs can do what he does. It's just he showed it with his stats. He showed it with his game making, game changing ability. Just one of those players you got to respect, and I think he'll get this award this year. Yes, sir. Twenty something touchdowns plus. Twenty one, like, twenty one total. Seventeen hundred all purpose yards receiving and rushing. Like he can run, he can catch, just everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna extend right off. I'm gonna let Kenny go after me. Alvin yeah, Kamara. I don't care what you however 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 y'all feel about this. You feel about this. But in today's game, when you look at the running back position, Alvin Kamara has he is he's the best running back in the league. He for me. He's the best running back in the league. Derrick Henry, ama- amazing, amazing, true running back. True ma- running back, but he had also he cannot do everything that the position has. He can't do everything. Alvin Kamara could do everything. Um, just to be, just to fill the, the void of Statman, um, give you guys some stats for Alvin Kamara here. Um, in 16 games this season, Alvin Kamara had 932 rushing yards. Um, and he also had 756 uh, receiving yards. He averaged five yards per carry, had 16 rushing, tu- rushing touchdowns, and he also averaged n- nine yards per catch and five TDs. And he had one fumble all season. Um, the guy is simply amazing. Uh, he had six touchdowns. He probably could have had seven or eight uh, The Sean Payton was trying to uh, skimp out on the incentives in his contract, probably. But, like I said, Alvin Kamara is, is unreal. Um, I'm a Saints fan, but when it comes down to it, he had 21 touchdowns this season. Um, he got his money and didn't hide. A lot of people get their money, and they go riding off into the sunset. Magician. That boy put his boots on and went to work. 1,700 all-purpose yards. 21 touchdowns. That's my offensive player of the year, man. I'm very glad you said something about someone getting paid and showing up because uh, Derrick Henry also got paid this offseason. And uh, Derrick Henry had 2,141 all-purpose yards this year. Yep. yep and yep. Derrick Henry had 17 touchdowns this year. Yep. Rush, uh, rushing. And Derrick Henry averaged 126.7 yards on the ground this year. He also retired. That's a fact. That's a fact. So that is true. So I understand everything that you said about Elvin Kamara, and I understand mm-hmm. all that is true. But to sit here and keep harping on, well, he had seventeen hundred all-purpose yards when there is a guy who literally had twenty-one hundred all-purpose yards and only three less touchdowns and averaged one hundred and twenty-six yards yeah, on the yeah. ground. That's the guy who gets Offensive Player of the Year, <laughs> and that's the guy who probably should win the MVP. But that's a, a quarterback award, so he won't. So he is not getting cheated out of Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> Give it to Derrick Henry. I understand that you love the Saints, but take off no, the, no, go, take take what? off the gold, take off the gold shaded glasses. Wow, are you serious? You not we, uh, are we gonna? Are we seriously doing this? King Henry did you, is winning Offensive you, Player of the are Year. Are you not entertained? <laughs> King Henry, were you not watching the Packers game as he galloped down the field for sixty yards? Did you not watch Derrick Henry play sixteen weeks this year? Henry, Henry, listen, don't get seventeen. People that are watching, people that are watching, don't get me wrong. Don't get me. I play running back. I, for me personally, for what AK does, even if I'm not, even if I'm not, not a Saints fan, 
like I would say, yo, Cook, Cook went crazy because he's doing everything. He's running, he's catching, he's blocking. Is uh, he well, don't like the right. block? But I'm, and I'm not saying like yes, Elvin Kamara is the back that I would want for today's game in my offense. Yeah, but this year the offensive player of the year is Derrick Henry. It's the, the the award isn't who is the better player for today's game or who's the best. It's who had the best season. And Derrick Henry had the best season of any player in football. So I'm giving him the offensive player of the year. All I'm saying is if this if AK is not there, my boy is six and ten. Five and eleven. And but when Drew Brees was out, he was not existent. Man, listen. Am I lying? I mean, going off that logic, who knows where the Titans will be without him, without Derrick Henry to be That's right. true. So, That's true. Wait, who, who said D.A.? Who's D.A.? Oh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Oh, Devontae Adams. Well, like, I don't know. Like, we can, we can sit here and debate it, like, all day. Like, Diggs, Diggs, well. Diggs, went, Diggs went crazy. Like, it's all opinion-based. Like, we're That's not. Nice, but 2,100 yards is hard to argue. Yeah, he had 2,100 rushing yards. He did. And 17 tutties and averaged 126 yards per game. He did that. He like, did that. What? For sure. For sure. He did that. He definitely did that. But what the, will the NFL be like that? That's the question. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yes. They, they give running backs offensive player of the year. Biggest impact. They don't give them MVPs. And offensive year, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I get, you could say that, but. I mean, he had, again, he had a great year, but I'm just, yeah. it's, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't more impressive than what Derrick Henry did. Yeah, Derrick Henry, that was, he ain't running for 2K, man. He ain't running for 2K. He ain't running for 2K. But I'm, like I said, I was going to take AK. I said AK early in the season two and when we did Derrick this Henry before. Really... And so I got I to gotta stick to my guns. I can't switch up on my boy. He was <laughs> hot. He was hot then. He hot now. Like, got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. All right. Defensive rookie of the year, man. Who we got? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But who had the biggest impact? Um, that can go so many different ways, though. Yeah. Who had the biggest impact offensively? Who do you guys feel like? It, the guy who went for twenty one hundred yards. I'm I'm sorry, you're not going to get me off this off this pedestal. The twenty one hundred yards, seventeen rushing touchdowns. 126 yeah, I, said, I don't like game. playing. I don't like playing the what if game of not having yeah. a person there. They were if they're there, they make the plays. It is what it is. You got to call it what it is. Diggs Diggs was impactful because we never seen Buffalo be able to do this, where they're able to throw the ball downfield and the receiver actually go and get it consistently. Like it was right. John Brown once in once in seven passes. Right. The, but like my thing with Derrick Henry is everyone in the NFL knew he's going to get the ball. And like just load the box against him, and, and it didn't stop them. Like they would be down by three possessions, and you don't run the ball anymore. Typically, the Titans still ran the ball, and Derrick Henry led them to victories. Yeah, that's what that's that's what it's about, though. Getting the ball to your best player. Maybe mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. I get why well, I understand when these guys go ballistic on the sideline as they watch the game go away, and you're not even involved. But I don't know. Like it's it's all subjective. Like. Like, to what you feel, like, with the whole Diggs thing. Diggs is an amazing player. He had an amazing year. But, Derrick Henry, 2,100 rushing yards. (laughs) Alvin Kamara, 21 total touchdowns. That's crazy. 
Yeah. And what Diggs did was crazy too. Like all these, it's it's tough to pick one person. And a name but, we didn't even bring up: Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook, like and all these knows, people, all these people went absolutely nuts this year. And who knows if Nick? Who knows what Nick Chubb could have done if he played more games too? Right, right, exactly. Because he was out for what six to eight weeks, just about. Yep. So, all right, man. Let's get the defensive uh, defensive rookie of the year. Um, I think there's um, only two, two options here. That's one option. Who? Chase Young. Oh. Yeah, either Chase Young or, I mean, not the popular pick, but um, Jeremy Chin from Carolina. Yes, Jeremy Chin from Carolina. Yeah, so, I was. I I didn't think I was gonna pick him though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, I, I'm thinking. Yeah, he, he's he's uh he's a crash dummy at safety. Yeah, no. Listen, he's a he's a pro- he's Young. a problem. He's a problem for sure. Absolutely love Chase Young, and Chase Young is going to be the better NFL player. But again, I'm basing off this year for the better year. Jeremy Chen was a game record for that team. Yep, you were about to go off and say Jeremy Chen, weren't you, Kenny? Yeah, well, yeah, because when he said there was one option, I was like, oh, what? Yeah, I had his, I had his name written down. I did a couple yeah. of stats and all that, but I didn't think yeah. I was going to pick him. No, but yeah, Chase Young is yeah the obvious pick. Seven and a half sacks, um, four forced fumbles. He also had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Three fumble recoveries altogether. Um, but I feel like his presence. His yes. stats, his stats don't do justice of what we were watching on national television. Like he was in the quarterback's face, a lot of pressures, a lot of hurries, and stuff like that. Um, but Jeremy Chen too. Um, when I was watching the Saints game against the the Panthers, um, I was like, yeah, this kid's gonna be a problem because he's yeah, just run, I, he's running down and he does not care. Yep, I think that that's the thing too. Is I I got to see Jeremy Twin chin play twice, and he's in my division, so I watched those games a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. So I saw more of him than I saw of Chase Young. But, I, I mean, I liked everything I saw from him. And for me to give an award to a division rival tells you how good that person is. If you watch his podcast, you will understand. So, I'm going Jeremy Chen. Um, Neil brought up a great point. We forgot about Devontae Adams. He had 18 touchdowns and 1,300 receiving yards. Is that correct? Or is that false? Yes. Again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him. I didn't know he went that, that crazy. Well, Tyreek Hill had 15. So, it's bro, it's so like Adam Thielen had 14? It's a passive Jeez. league. Jeez. Jeez. I feel like I didn't hear about nothing about him this year. But um, that's because it was gritty boy. It was gritty boy time over there. But we'll get, that's going to be another uh, subject. To be exact. So, we saying, we saying uh, Jeremy Chen and or Chase Young. Yeah, but I'm going to Chase Young. Chase Young. I'm I'm going with Chin. Respect, respect, respect. Um, going from there, man, we're going right into offensive rookie of the year. Kenny, you can go first, man. Who you got for um, offensive rookie of the year? The first if I had a vote, I'm voting for Justin Jefferson. The person who will win the award is gonna be Justin Herbert, because it's a quarterback award, let's face it. But I'm voting for Justin Jefferson. What he did to me was phenomenal. Uh, he did it all while having another number one receiver on the other side of him. So for him to get his numbers is impressive when the other guy is still eating. And he did it with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. Get the gut. Hey, get the gut. So get the I'm gut. going with Justin Jefferson. I think it was impressive. I think he's the best receiver in this rookie class. The fact that he wasn't the first receiver taken, the slap in his face, and the other four teams should feel a little silly for what they did. Bro, I was sitting there. Bro, I'm sitting there like, I'm sitting there like, yo, how were they letting this man fall? Were you not watching? 
Well, like Henry Ru- I could understand maybe Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb going before him. I can get that. Henry Ruggs. But Henry Ruggs like, yeah, he's not and like Jalen Rager? No. no. Fire your GM yesterday. Well, I don't get it. I don't know. What else did you want to watch? What He was a part of one of the best offenses in college football history. Couldn't tell you, but they all it. messed up. Because there's your rookie of the I'm year, saying, Justin Jefferson. I'm saying here, man, um, before I do go, Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Welcome to uh, IBT Sports Podcast. We are talking about uh, end of the season awards for the NFL. Um, we're on offensive rookie of the year right here. My boy Kenny and Phil. Neil is not here today. He's in the chat though. Um, but before I go here, I wanted to say like, I feel like these awards are like you can go so many ways. Justin Jefferson went absolutely ridiculous. 1,400 receiving yards, seven TDs. But I was going to pick him. I'm going to just for the sake of sake of argument here, switch it up a little bit. I'm going to say the boy out of Duval, James Robinson, um, mm. undrafted and went to absolute work on defenses week in and week out. A lot um, of his stats may not be crazy, crazy. Uh, he had yeah, 10, uh, 10 total TDs, three receiving, uh, seven rushing, and he, he rushed for over 1,000 yards. Um, I think that's pretty impressive for being undrafted. Um, so I want to yeah definitely give him some, a shout-out on that one because he, he's going to work, and I had to face him a lot in fantasy because I was in six leagues. I had to face him like three times in a row, and he was going off. He had like... He would have like 64 yards rushing, 64 yards receiving, four touchdowns. And I'm like, yeah, what is this? I'm like, who, who is this? Who is this? They have him in their flex, and he's just killing me every week because I'm in six leagues. And I'm like, bro, this is nonsense. But definitely want to show him some love and switch it up from just picking Justin Jefferson. Um, Justin Jefferson is special, though. Um, I, I wanted the Saints to go and get him. Um because I can only imagine him. I think I think he's from down there, or I think Georgia or one of those one of the states down there. But he went to LSU, be perfect place, man. But I'm gonna say James Robinson from Jacksonville. Who you got, Phil? Well, you guys already said just Jefferson and James Robinson. And I'm just gonna make the case, which is is probably already made for the front runner, uh, Justin Herbert from the Chargers. Just had an amazing season with a banged up team overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the, he broke um, a bunch of rookie records for passing, most passing yards in a season for a rookie, about 4,300 around that number. Uh, most passing touchdowns with 31 and the most completions with 396. I mean, that's pretty much speaks for itself. And we usually see like those type of stats um, win, win plenty of awards. And that's just his first year. Who knows what else he's capable of. Maybe get the offense a little bit better and maybe have a healthier defense. Who knows what he's capable of? So, I def I got him just making my case for him winning that award since he'll most likely win it. Yeah, I think he ends up winning the award, and I don't think that's the wrong choice. Just mm-hmm. had to show love to Justin Jefferson because I don't want his phenomenal season to get lost in all of this because that's what's going to happen. Because yeah. he was he was just uh, he's playing out of his mind, out of his mind. He was driving. He was driving BBs crazy with that gritty dance. Hey man, you don't like you don't like people to dance or celebrate. Stop them. 
That's really simple. You got an opportunity to guard him at the line of scrimmage. You don't do it. If he scores, you're going to probably see that. So, and then what we all been waiting for is the MVP. MVP, man. Phil, who do you got for MVP for the NFL season of Corona? During the Corona era. Usually the NFL MVP is for regular season achievements, even though some people like to throw it is. postseason bias in there. But the, It's already been voted on. Yeah, already been voted on. But uh, I'm going to have to go with um, Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay. Best record, I think, tied or best record in the NFL. Just him, him and Devontae Adams, just dangerous duo this year. A lot of highlights. Just, I mean, it's tough to go against them because Russell Wilson was an early favorite, but he fell off. Aaron Rodgers was steadily in the top three or top two of voting and performance-wise. So I'm going to have to go with the safe choice in Aaron Rodgers. Nice, nice. Um, I'm wrong with go ahead, go ahead. I'm wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, for 48 touchdowns, I think it was. I know he only threw five interceptions. I mean, he was out of his mind this year. The Packers, <laughs> the, you, you draft him, you draft a quarterback to replace him, and he says, "Oh yeah, here's what I can still do at my age." Like mm-hmm. he's just, he he played out of his mind this year. Um, Mahomes may, maybe would have given him a run for his money, but then he sat out the end of the year, the last week. So, eh. Um, Rodgers. There was no weakness in his game this year, so I'm going with him. Yeah, 40, just to go off that, um, close to 4,000. He was one yard short of 4,300 yards and 48 touchdowns. Yeah, so 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, <laughs> what what else do you want? It's crazy. That's Neil, that's partially why I didn't pick Devontae Adams as my offensive player of the year because I feel like – Obviously, Devontae Adams is great, but I was going with Rodgers for MVP. So I felt like that was more of how great Rodgers was this year. Um, I think we're going to just do a uh, a clean sweep here. Um, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, um, 268 yards per game, uh, over eight yards per pass, 70 Point seven percent for completions. Mr. Hail Mary himself. Three seventy two over five twenty six. It's just sixteen games. He made guys like Mark. He had the the highest QBR rating. Alan Lazard. It was one twenty one one twenty one point five. It was third passer, or passer, all passer time. rating. Yeah, passer rating. It, it's third or fourth all time. Okay, yeah, that was passer rating. Fun and fact: then, Do we know QB, who has the best QBR is eighty four point three? Yeah. Fun fact: You know who has the best single season QB uh, or passer rating? Matt Ryan in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! Get out of here with this nonsense. <laughs> well, I'm just saying because Matt Ryan won the MVP that year, so I think that that means Aaron Rodgers won this year. Just you know. Transitive property and all—that's how it works. Um, and yet honorable mention for MVP is jo- definitely Josh Allen. Um, I think um, for him, they just needed to—I don't know—I don't know what was missing. They well, he would have won MVP if Aaron Rodgers didn't go absolutely berserk this year. Yeah, <laughs> he, would def- just... he would definitely be up there because he had um, he had thirty-seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. Eighty-one. Yeah, how many did he have rushing? 81.7 um, 
for his QBR. So he was right behind. He was right behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he he had a great year. Like yeah. it was. It's just Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things. Definitely. Um, let me see. You said Josh Allen for rushing, right? Yeah, because he had thirty-seven passing. Uh, rushing, he had. They don't really show it because he's a goddamn quarterback. He's the number one quarterback in football, uh, fantasy football. That don't mean nothing. And we might. <laughs> We might want to throw Mitchell Trubisky for being the first Nickelodeon MVP. <laughs> Chill out. He had eight rushing touchdowns. Eight. Yeah, so he won- he had 45 touchdowns too. Right. But so Rodgers had 48, so yeah. Yeah, so, man, it's crazy. It's nuts. These quarterbacks are playing out of out of their minds. Um, any last words, fellas? Any last words for the people that's tuned in? Free Deshaun. <laughs> Free Deshaun. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is more of a composed vet. Um, I think Josh Allen will come into his own soon. Um, they can get a running back over there. I think he. I think in his mind, he feels like he's got to do everything. And once they get that handled, then he's be like, "Damn, I could just play quarterback. I don't have to get eight touchdowns in a season." You know. So. And get rid of the ball. Stop taking fifteen yard sacks. Yeah, that 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 boy is. Crazy. It's your third year in the league. There's no excuse for that anymore. <laughs> for real. Um, but Phil, what do you, any last words from you? Seven. Seven? That's your, that's it? Seven rings. Oh, man. Seven rings. I mean, I, I love Phil's, <laughs> right, Two. exactly. <laughs> Two. I, I love Phil's optimism. I love how he always rides with Tom, but not today, sir. And we got one, one last, one last thing from Keith. Keith uh, he asked about the Nickelodeon game. I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in I don't know how long, so I wasn't able to see the, the slime in the end zone and all that. I didn't see that. They're phenomenal. It was cool? Phenomenal. Yeah, I loved it. Awesome. I watched it with my daughter. It was great. Watching Seriously? The slime. Yeah, you know, serious. Oh, I wow. wish I watched. I wish that. I wish it was a game where there was more scoring, though. Yeah. Because, it, you know, so because the, there wasn't much for them to do with the effects, but it was definitely cool to watch. Um, so so she, was going, she was going crazy when they were scoring? Yeah, because they look like they put the animation on the screen with like slime blast in. They had the characters she watched on Nickelodeon, the cutouts in the in the field. So it was it was good. Definitely, like if you have a child, it was definitely worth watching. Wow, whoever also, whoever's on that PR team, they're like, all right, NFL kind of dying ratings. Why we got you? <laughs> shout out, shout out to Noah Eagle who announced the game. Syracuse alum graduated mm-hmm. a couple years after me. It was that was also cool seeing someone at school with on the call. Nice, nice. But yeah, um, I'm really excited for the Super Bowl. Um, I need to I need to find somebody that can uh, make uh, uh, buffalo chicken wing dip because I I love that shit so much. I need it. I need it, bro. For I'm, my 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 buffalo chicken wing dip is a one now, bro. <laughs> Next time you're in the town. All right, all right. Um, yeah, but uh, to close it out here, I appreciate everybody that's tuned in with us uh, for this NFL season. Uh, we started in week three. That was our first episode. Um, I'm really grateful for like these guys that have dedicated their time. They could be doing whatever they want with their time, but they're here um, on a Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it is, uh, being consistent with me. Um, it's going to definitely pay off. It's going to pay off. Um, so make sure you guys tune in to everything that we got going on at IBT Network. We have the description um, on this video that has all the links, all the apps to 
all social media, uh, at IBT Network on all platforms. TikTok, we need to get on Pinterest. We need to get on um, Tumblr. I don't know if Tumblr's a thing. We need to get on Vine. I don't know Reddit. if Vine's a thing anymore. We need to be on every social media. We're working on it. Um, and make sure you guys go follow these guys, too, because um, they always got, they're always sharing some some wise words. Um, I always like, learn yeah, something from what they share or post too. So what'd you say? Especially Neil on Twitter. Definitely w- worth a follow. Yeah. Neil, Neil is crazy on Twitter. He, he loses his mind. Um, but yeah, appreciate everybody for rocking with IBT sports. Um, we're going to be transitioning to NBA soon too. Um, we, we dabbled into it a little bit. Um, but we want to put more focus on NFL, uh, let the season iron out, get finished. In the NBA, we're going to hit it a little bit harder. Uh, it's about, what, 